Welcome to the Climate Workshop Podcast. I'm Tim DeChristopher. And I'm Peter Bowden. And we are working through the challenges of the climate crisis from the uncharted to the unthinkable. All right. We are back after a little hiatus. Now, some people may not know that I work half the time as a children's television producer, so I just had a bunch of new projects come up related to PBS Kids. So I've been busy. I know, Tim, you've been busy, but I've been busy, which is uh, throwing a little... uh, wrench in the system but we're back how are you this is checking real quick I'm, I'm great i don't i don't have as good of an excuse as you do for for the business um i've mostly been gardening for the past few weeks uh, since it got warm i've got three different plots that i'm managing this year at my house at a community garden and at a um like let's say uh le- less than official community garden that is a urban plot that we took over the the unofficial so- urban garden Yes, right. so that's that's been uh, feeling really feeling really good for me. Awesome. Now, uh, you shared an article with me recently um, that you thought would be good to talk about, about chaos in the 24-hour news cycle. Do you want to tell us yeah, a little bit about so this, that article? This is from the Providence Journal that says, when the chaos of a 24-7 news cycle drowns out life, what do you do? Um, and uh, it's got this graphic of... Um, all, all of sort of the, the shocking news of the world, like climate change and mass shootings and deportations and Me Too and Russia and all this stuff, like sort of like filling someone's head um, with, with these um, disturbing realities of the world. Um, and this was the, the front page, uh, top of the fold article. It was the, the front page. I, I mean, I got the electronic version you sent. We'll put the uh, the link to the article in the show notes. So it was front page above the fold? Yeah. Yeah, this is like the top story that they've clearly been working on for a while. And and at first I was really excited. I was like, wow, this is, this is great. They're talking about like how to grapple with the despair and the heavy emotions of, of facing these these crises of our world this is a a really valuable conversation right and what was the solution they figured it out way to go providence journal what what was what kind of solutions do they have um the solution is basically check out um and only care about yourself like (laughs) you know it's it's um complete disengagement um they they actively endorse disengagement right i mean they said not not everyone can totally unplug i mean they do talk about some things like yoga and meditation and whatnot but um as far as a a major strategy for dealing with the challenges of our time checking out but even when they talk about the yoga like they don't talk about like yoga to help you engage to help you stay present with the world they talk about like completely checking out. Um, See, now that for me, that's a huge issue. Like, we've talked in some previous, especially the earliest episodes about like I have a Zen practice, you know, mindfulness meditation practice. And I use that not to be like, all right, I'm going to use my Zen powers to pull back, disengage and be able to be calm and tranquil and forget everything. I actually use it more to stay engaged and you know, moderate anxiety <laughs> over all the stuff that's going on. But it's like, all right, being mindful, mindful of the things that are happening, mindful of how I'm feeling, what you know, 
if there's anxiety or feel to do more. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. Like, how do you how do you control the flow of information that you're bringing in so you're not just freaking yourself out over the nonstop news? And I think what well, balance that with action. I mean, what when you read the article, what what did you think? Like, oh, we should be doing what? What, what well, were your thoughts? I mean, I mean, part of it was a a false dichotomy that they set up in this article between like watching the news on TV and and engage and disengagement of like going to the woods, you know, like ju- like not not paying attention to anything going on, just caring about yourself and and the the little world right around yourself, um, and and that's a false dichotomy because watching news on TV is not engagement. Like, how can you disengage from watching news on TV? That's you're, you were never engaged in the first place. If if that is what is stressing you out, um, and and so they they set this up where um, someone clearly has psychological stress because they're just passively receiving the bad news of the world through through the TV, but not doing anything about it. And so they feel the stress of their own impotence and their, and their own powerlessness. But which which gets at the heart, I think, um, of the issue is subjecting yourself to the news and not actively doing things to make things better or to right. have issues that you're concerned about. I mean, like, I feel, I mean, that that is, you're putting yourself in a stress-producing situation. Maximum exposure to bad news with minimal action in response. Right, yeah. And and it's that I think it's the the divide between between that sentiment that we're feeling of like oh something's wrong with the world and that lack of action of like oh I'm not doing anything or or being convinced oh I can't do anything about it you know Edward Abbey said that that sentiment without action is the ruin of the soul mm. and and I think that's what a lot of people are expressing when when they're expressing this psychological stress of seeing the problems of the world. And rather than identifying that divergence between people's actions and their sentiment, they're like, well, then you need to you need to get rid of that sentiment that something's wrong with the world. <laughs> you know, it's like you need you need to change right. your sentiment to be in alignment with your action, which is nothing. And and so you need to check out, you know, like here's a here's a quote from Dr. Mark Zimmer, Zimmerman, who's a psychiatrist at Rhode Island Hospital and is also a professor at the Warren Alpert Medical School of Brown University. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is this is a very um, prominent mental health professional here. Okay. He says, first recognize what you can and cannot control. You can control the TV dial. You cannot, other than with your vote, control what's going on in Washington and elsewhere. Go internal. Look at your immediate environment. Pay attention, but try to shut out the noise. You can't control it. Accept the fact that you can't control it. Live your life. Focus on family. Focus on friends. Focus on community. Putting Focus on those things within your purview. Focus on dooming future generations to <laughs> horrible life. No. Uh, so, I mean, he's yeah. saying, he's saying you're right. You are helpless. You know, and, and so just accept it. Accept that you're helpless to impact the world. Um, you know, don't, don't try to act like a citizen, 
of a country that's supposed to be a democracy. Don't try to impact things. Don't, don't exercise the power that you have. Don't try to increase that power by connecting with your community members who feel the same way and together you can leverage that power as, as, as people power. You know, don't try to do that. Don't try to impact your, your sense of powerlessness, but accept your powerlessness. To me, that, that seems like malpractice for a mm. mental health professional to be telling these people who are facing psychological distress because they're feeling helplessness, yeah, just double down on your helplessness. Just, just re really try to pretend that you're an isolated individual. Try to pretend like nobody else matters. You know, this like, um, you know, look at your immediate environment, live your life, focus on family, focus on friends. Like, oh yeah, pretend like your choices don't impact people on the other side of the world. Pretend like you don't impact future generations. You know, that's, right. that's just so outrageous to me. Like, how can, how can somebody who's presumably a very smart person, like presumably cares about people and is, and is working in some kind of a, a helping profession as a psychiatrist, you know, how can he just be so nihilistic to, to be so in-depth with this, like, neoliberal bullshit? It's like, yes, you're a helpless individual consumer, and that's all you're ever going to be. So just accept it and, you know, like, check out you know, go do yoga, go take some antidepressants. This, this is outrageous to me. Right. I think the, um, you know, in, in light of all we're dealing with, especially with climate, um, when I was doing all my research, getting up to speed with climate coming, came to the realization, oh, the climate activists haven't solved this problem. <laughs> you know, it's still an issue. Uh, and we have a limited window to have an impact. Um, you know, to, to minimize just how bad things get, despite whatever's already locked in. Um, I mean, it was for me that the worst was when I had maximum information about what was happening, but wasn't doing anything. And you know, I, I started figuring out like, what can I do? I mean, so I started showing up for different actions um, and looking to where can I use my specific skills, which I mean, I've got some media skills. So I started figuring out where are some organizations and, um, protests where I could contribute. And I've been amazed at how just uh, how much value there is in terms of the climate movement of bringing to bear what uh, what skills you have. Like I'm I've never thought of myself as a climate expert. Like now I've been engaged for a while, so I know more than some. But like for me, it's like, wow, like I know how to use media and social media and communicate effectively, at least compared to, to some. And so to to couple that with people who are really experienced activists and organizers and share those skills, um, that's something I just keep telling people. Like, cause I, as I'm sharing, yeah. uh, like on social media, the things I'm doing, I like slowly at first, like some family and friends are like, "What, Peter? What are you doing with this climate stuff? Are you going to get arrested?" Like, uh, that's the problem. And then over, you know, including my father, which I don't think listens to podcasts. At first, it's like, "What do you mean we, my generation, did this and that, whatever?" And then, like over, like the course of two years, it's like, "Oh man, that's so cool what you're doing and this and that." And um, so, as I talk to different people, like more and more people that I'm in touch with, have conversations about climate work, and I just keep talking about. What time do you have? What skills do you have? And just commit to using that. 
Right. But using that for the purpose of addressing the the problems with the world that right. that are causing that stress in the first place. And I think I think that's the key is that the and this is what I found with with, you know, most of the people that that I have seen that I feel like have been able to maintain a a grounded kind of peacefulness um, and an internal peacefulness mm-hmm. is is that it comes from engagement. It comes from knowing that you're doing what you can to to actually alleviate the the problems that you see in the world um, and doing it with others and, too. Right, and I think and I think that's a subtle difference from what is expressed in this article. You know, like they. Um, they talk about this this yoga teacher mm-hmm. right down the road from me here, um, and she said that she was particularly disheartened by the progress of global warming, the sixth mass, mass extinction, and the complete disregard and even violence towards the future of the planet at political and corporate levels. So, you know, like, she had that knowledge, mm-hmm. right? Like, she was, she was paying attention to these issues. And after being, what she said, particularly disheartened, she said, my solution is simp- to simply turn it off. I have withdrawn from reading or watching the news most of the time. Although this doesn't line up with my sense of civic responsibility, it does keep me from agitation. What I do instead is, to the best of my ability, try to make my life as simple as possible, to meditate and practice yoga, and to teach at my yoga studio the tools I think people need to cope with life on life's terms. You know, so it's so, so she's using that language like you said, of like using the the tools that you have, mm. you know, that like she knows how to do yoga, but she's using it to check out instead of to engage. And and she like claims to be teaching people the the tools that they need to cope with life on life's terms, but she's not coping. She's she's checking out. Yeah, and I wonder what And she says her solution is to simply turn it off. But what's 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 bothering her this is what is missing from this whole article that what's bothering this woman is not the news of global warming what's bothering this woman is global fucking warming it's it's not the news of the of the problem that is bothering her it's the fact that we're actually literally destroying the world for future generations and she says my solution is to simply turn it off she's not turning off global warming She's just turning off the news. About it. We, and, and inside, yeah. you know there is a, a persistent understanding that things are still happening. I mean, you can you can deny exactly. the reality using your using spiritual practices to calm the mind, calm your breathing, all these things. But that doesn't get away at the, you know, like, all that, there's awareness of what we're facing, the challenges of climate change, the reality of climate change. That doesn't go, if you you check out that just I think creates more deeper repressed stress, which is right, probably even more unhealthy. But you know, it's and there's right, a, because there's, we're fundamentally interconnected. Right, like we we're whether we read the news or not, we still feel what we're doing to the rest of the world because we're so fundamentally interconnect, interconnected. We we are always going to feel that, and we can either feel it as this vague anxiety that we don't know what is going on, that we don't know why we feel so stressed out, we don't know why we feel so insecure, or we can feel it consciously knowing this is what's actually going on, this is actually what's making me uncomfortable. And 
like what bothers me is that there's all these psychological professionals in in this article that are just doubling down on this failed project of trying to insulate ourselves from insulate ourselves as individuals from the impacts of a fundamentally traumatizing world instead of choosing the other path of trying to make the world less traumatizing. It's like, that seems so obvious. And that path of like ever more isolation and ever more antidepressants to just try to protect some of us as individuals from the fact that the world is traumatizing and messed up has failed so thoroughly over and over and over. It seems so obvious to me that it's time to try something different. Try actually reducing how traumatizing the world is. And have fun doing that work with others. I mean, I do, you know, it yeah. reminds me of the book oh, what was it? Um, called Tribe by, um, I think it's Sebastian Junger, something like that, on homecoming, Tribe on Homecoming and Belonging. So he wrote this book about how a big part of the trauma that people were experiencing when they left the military and came home was that they went from living a strong tribal lifestyle, just like doing mm-hmm. life day in and day out with other people with purpose and then coming home and being right. isolated, not having purpose, not having meals together, not taking collective action together. And so I think like mm-hmm. as we move forward uh, and are dealing with more and more of the impacts of climate change, I mean, now like you start looking at the news now and people, it's more and more like, oh, this is happening now. You can see the impacts happening right. now that we have and, to turn towards each learning. other and circle up more community more taking care of each other as we face whatever comes right and there's there's been so much literature scientific and otherwise for for decades about how how strong and how damaging that loneliness and alienation has been in our society you know that's been that's been like one of the the big primary lessons of any mental health um, work over the past few decades is the, the the critical importance of the crisis of loneliness in our society. So I know um, I want to note a couple of things. Um, if people tuning in, you want to share comments, thoughts, reactions, and also you know articles and stuff they want us to check out, uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter at Climate Workshop. Also, we're going to focus on doing more frequent episodes. We're going to try to do that um but have them be a little shorter like you know 20 minutes to a half hour make it a little bit more manageable and peter agreed um, to let me rant yeah. even more um to, without uh taking some time to cool off first so uh that's yep. that'll, that'll hopefully make things a little more exciting yes so um before i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a chance to share final thoughts on on this conversation to everyone listening we are glad to have you part of our podcast community if you want to support these conversations go to our website climateworkshop.org and click become a patron um help support this work so final thoughts what do we have to do to help more people not fall into the trap of checking out what do you think well i think i think we have to be serious about checking in and and actually engaging and stepping in like we know how we got here with all of these problems you know that they put in their little infographic here of of climate change and mass shootings and 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 all these things like this we got here through 
alienation and hyper individualism um with the we're, we're not going to get out of it by by doubling down on hyper individualism we know how to get get to get out into a healthier more humane society and that's holding on to one another like it's not checking out it's reaching out to each other and and engaging and and really building community with other people who care about these things as well um you know not just like yelling at your tv but actually like showing up and and getting connected to other people who care about this too um that's that's not only how we actually address the root problems but it's um it's how we keep ourselves sane in the meantime excellent why don't we wrap it up there thanks for joining us here at the climate workshop our music is by brian Hall. You can find us online at climateworkshop.org and on Facebook and Twitter at Climate Workshop. Climate Workshop podcast is made possible by our listener community. You can go to climateworkshop.org and click become a patron. We're in this together, so we appreciate your support. See a light that flickers as a light that still burns on. A light that flickers as a light that still burns on. I take care of the spark, but baby, won't you lend your pretty little palm just to shield it from the wind? And honey, baby, maybe this light will be burning long.